this is Drew of Behind the Gold Podcast. Uh, I got a long time buddy, Logan Riley, on tonight. Hello. So we're going to get into the NFL, um, talk a little bit about the games this weekend, Philip Rivers, uh, NFL draft, trade rumors, and just quarterbacks possibly going to new teams. Um, we'll start off with the Philip Rivers news of him retiring, kind of leaving the Colts in awe. Not sure what they're going to do. Uh, what is your thoughts on that, Logan? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, I want to personally congratulate Philip on, you know, an amazing 17-year career. Uh, as a as a Broncos fan, uh, I know how much of a pain in the side he can be to any team that's on the opposing side of him. So, uh, I mean, the guy had a stellar career. Uh, he's he had an amazing, you know, final year with the Colts, a valiant effort. Unfortunately for him, you know, he just kind of ran into a really good Buffalo Bills team there at the end. And, um, you know, that's the unfortunate part about the playoffs is there's a lot of good teams that make it, but there can only be one winner and there can only be one loser. And unfortunately, um, you know, when you're playing a, when you're playing a team of the Buffalo Bills love like that, it's hard to come out on the, on the winning end. Yeah, and the Colts played fine. You know, Phillip grew on everybody in Indiana um, over the season. I know a lot of people are upset that he's retiring. Uh, I mean, I can see him becoming a coach in the future. Not sure it'll happen right away, but I, I think he plans on staying in Indianapolis from what I heard. I'm not sure if that's true, but I can see him becoming a coach and maybe sticking around with the Colts, kind of like what Luck does. You know, he still lives in Indianapolis, and he talks to Ursa and them. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Phillip either A, doing something with the Colts or, I mean, coaching in college or high schools. You know, he's just a good guy, and he should stick around football. He has a lot of knowledge. Yeah, and it's crazy to think, like, that. you know, you look at how many guys only go to a team for one season, um, sometimes only two seasons. And, you know, it's it, what impressed me the most about, you know, Phillip's, you know, one-year run with the team is the fact that, you know, this was a very strange year. Um, there was not a lot of preparation. There was not a lot of training camp. Um, there wasn't really a lot of time for, you know, him to really able to get to know the, the fans or, the, you know, the team to really get to know yeah. him. And they went out there and they put the pieces together relatively quickly, um, playing in a, in, a, in a relatively strong division, um, mind you. I mean, we didn't really know how good or bad the Texans were going to be um, on paper. Uh, you know, or well, on you know, on the field. Um, after the whole like blockbuster trades they did over the off season, um, we didn't really know how the Jaguars were going to look. We knew the Titans were going to be there. Um, you know, the fact that they kind of came into their own, um, you know, really out of the blue and performed the way they did, and you know, Philip really getting the 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 fans of Indy behind him. Uh, I'm, I was impressed and, uh, you know, I mean, to to have a 17 year career, um, you know, end the way that it did. And I don't think he has anything to be ashamed of. No, you know, he was only here for a season, but it just felt like he was here for more, especially after, you know, you have Peyton Manning and luck. And then after luck, you just don't know what's going on. Philip kind of came in and was that one year savior that just, it felt right. It felt like home. He did good, you know, and I'm I'm happy for him. I think he should take a year off, figure out what he's going to do, and then come back and, and coach, like I said earlier. Um, and with that being said, what do the Colts do now? Uh, do they go with Easton? Do they go with Brissett? Do they draft a QB? Do they go Darnold? Do they go Wentz? I mean, there's a lot of options here. They're already a set team. 
a QB away from being, you know, an elite team. So what what do you think they do? I feel like, you know, they don't really – I mean, there's options out there in free agency, but I think that they have two perfectly good options already in their camp. Um, you know, obviously Eason, uh Eason had a had a stellar college career. Um, drew a lot of attention, uh, got, you know, got the, you know, a a lot of people talking about him. And honestly, he was kind of one of the more unspoken rookie quarterbacks of the year. You know, he didn't really play a lot, so he didn't get to be talked about much, but, you know, he was a fantastic player in college and very underrated. Colts got a steal with him and how late they got him. The fact that the Colts not only have him, but also have a, a proven winner who's already, you know, very familiar with the Frank Reich system in Indy with, you know, Jacoby. Um, they, they have great options. Um, I, I don't think it's really a situation where they can flub or make a mistake that's going to, you know, drown the team in failure. Um, but I do think look and see what they have in Eastman and Brissett first before they really go the route of free agency. That's what I would do. Uh, event of, 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 I mean, yeah, I do like the idea of Carson Wentz. I do like the idea of Sam Darnold. I mean, I, I personally don't think that Sam Darnold is completely to blame um, for, you know, how things went in New York. Not at all. But, but that being said, there's going to come a time for the Colts where spending that cap space is not going to be about, you know, hey, let's find a guy to come play quarterback for us for, you know, one or two seasons. We need to really look into having a guy that's going to be our future starter for the next 10 to 15 years and start using that cap space on, you know, offensive linemen or or, or skill positions or, you know, maybe even getting someone out there to be with Buckner and and Leonard and um, on the defensive side. It's it's really it's a good it's a good time to be a Colts fan because you know that going into the off season there's really a lot more good decisions than you can make bad decisions. Agreed, agreed. Uh, I mean, I like the direction they're going. I think the only one that makes sense would be Wentz to have a reunion with him and Frank. I mean, they got the right offensive line, they got the right weapons, they got the right management, they got the right everything. That's the only one that makes sense to me if you're going to go outside of. The team, um, but I would like to see what Easton can do. I'd like to see what Brissett can do again. There's options there. You know, if anything, look to draft a QB. Uh, don't go out here and spend money on that. You sh- they need to keep their offensive line going. You don't want to let that fall off because we saw they did the luck. Um, he should still be playing right now, you know, and they let him pretty much retire at the age of 30 because he was getting hit literally like every other play and getting hurt. So it's like, they got could you imagine – could you imagine how like crazy Andrew Luck's numbers would be having the receiving core that he could have right now with not only TY but Michael Pittman and um you know uh Pat was Pascal is that was Yeah is? yeah and those uh, tight ends yeah. too like Mo uh, Cox mean, came into his own Yeah like when you and and then and then you know you have an amazing backfield with you know Jonathan Taylor and it's like when you just look at like what that team has, I mean, yep. luck, luck would, luck would probably be an offensive player of the year candidate every year with this with this lineup. Yeah, I mean, he was going for that running without this lineup. So with this, I mean, he 
you know, he could have thrown for 40 plus, you know, it, it, it was that, yeah, with this team, he could have done it. Um, but I like the direction the Colts are going in. I don't think they can go in any wrong direction. Just make the right decision. And they're right back in the hunt. You know, they're okay with, with Phillip, but hey, you know, Josh Allen coming into his own, which we'll get a little bit into him later. That dude came out of nowhere. Um, I did state on Facebook that I knew he was going to take this leap, but man, he is a beast. And I like the direction they're going. They're, they're going to be a great team in the future. Yeah, I like what Josh is bringing to the table in Buffalo. Um, you know, he's he's definitely done some things that, you know, a lot of people did not think he was going to do in, in, in the pros. A lot of people thought he was going to be a very high-profile bust. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and the fact that, you know, he's really came into his own in, in, in Buffalo. He's fought through some, you know, some anemic times with the offense, but he kept persevering. And finally that paid off because then they went and they got him a nice little target by the name of Stefan Diggs. Oh yeah. And, and, and now it's like, Not I, I away from the Super Bowl, bro. Like from the I, Super Bowl. And, and it's, and some people question if they haven't already made it to the Super Bowl, depending on, you know, if, if Mahomes even gets to play in the AFC title game. That's huge. I, I hope he does. Cause I would love to see Allen versus Mahomes, but I don't know. I don't know. He so far from what I've seen, he's in the right direction of playing. Um, I don't think his his toe injury is that bad. I think it's more just the concussion protocol. Like we got to see what the NFL says. You know, I don't. If he can't play, they don't need to rush him. The Chiefs. You know, you're. I get it. You know, you want to go back to back, but you can win next year. So, like, you know, keep him safe. That that dude's a beast. He's probably one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. Yeah, I mean, he's already made his money. You know, he's already got it there. You know, you already got your money's worth out of him to start off, you know, the first year of his new high, high priced contract by getting to the AFC title game with him. So, I mean, as long as you're winning playoff games with him and getting where you need to be, hey, if, if, he, if he's got to sit out a week and you got to gamble on Chad Henney being the guy to get you to the Super Bowl, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I personally don't see it happening. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Buffalo Bills are more than likely going to wind up winning. Uh, if, if With Mahomes not playing, I see them winning like 27 to 13. Um, if, if Mahomes does play, uh, I think the Chiefs beat the Bills 31 to 28. Yeah, I, I think it's I, – I hope he plays. You know, it's – come on. I mean, we're, it's the Chiefs. You want to see Mahomes throw the ball. 60 yards to Travis Kelsey. That's what we want to see. So, you know, I, I'm hoping he does. If he doesn't, you know, it'd be fun to see the Bills and the Super Bowl. But if not, eh, it is what it is. Just rest him, have him ready for next year. Don't rush him back to the point where, you know, you're going to ruin his career like the, the Colts did luck. You know, you come on. you got to protect that guy. Yep. He's a once-in-a-lifetime QB. Like, you don't see people like him. Yeah, and it's crazy to see how good he is. I mean, I, I knew he was going to be good. I heard, you know, amazing things about him, even when he was riding the pine behind Alex Smith. But, you know, to see where he is now, um, to see what he's awesome. accomplished, it's 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 amazing. And, I mean, as much as it pains me, because obviously being another team in the AFC West that now is on the upswing, you know, um, you know, to, to thwart Denver, uh, you know, he's he's playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, and I, like like we were talking about, just, just protect the guy. You can't allow that. 
And it, like I would like to see either team in the Super Bowl. I I mean the Chiefs would be fun to see them go back to back. It would be fun to see the Bills come in and they haven't been in the playoffs in I don't know how long. And then the one time they get back, they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. See, for me, I, I for me, I would like to see the Bills go just because like I, I mean, not only do I wanna see, you know, the Bills finally break the curse, like finally get a you know get a super bowl you know it's like it's like it's like groundhog day with the bills like make it to the super bowl and lose and you know i I would like to see stefan diggs get a ring um you know the dude is it's just it's it's just a gamer you know He, he he does not care what he has to do um, you know, it doesn't matter how long you try to hold him down. He will eventually get his and he will explode for a big play. And that's why I'd like to see, you know, out of everybody that, you know, needs a, I'd like to see, get a ring out of that. I'd like to see Stefan Diggs get himself a ring. He deserves oh, yeah. one. Um, you know, it was good to see him kind of get, you know, his little, his little stint over there in Buffalo. And, and for the fact that they, they got him for, you know, cheap is insane um you know it's definitely a special player yeah it's 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 definitely going to be interesting to see that um now i know you're probably wanting to talk about is the other side of that uh, i do i can't wait for that you know long time packers fan you know i've known you since you know middle school, middle school. but even yeah. but you've been a packers fan since you know way before that obviously um you know Aaron Rodgers, potentially the MVP of the season, uh, you know, going up against the six ring goat. It's, it's going to be a, it's, I think it's going to be a shootout, man. It's, it's going to be a gunsling. Uh, to... Definitely closer than what people think. He, Tom Brady's going to play fine in the cold. You know, I think it's supposed to snow in like the twenties, but Tom Brady's fine. Gronk's fine. He's... And then they got AB. Yeah. Pe- picked pe- it up big time. Pe- people forget, you know, Tom won a lot of those AFC championship games and, you know, in, in, in Boston, you know, and, uh, you know, he, uh, he he doesn't. I don't think he. Despite saying what he said earlier in the year about being glad he don't have to deal with uh, New England winners again, I think he's going to be perfectly fine knowing that all those New England winners prepped his body to be ready to go out there and compete in the 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 snows of Lambeau to get a uh, to get another trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and what's even crazier is this is the first time that Rodgers has had an NFC Championship game at Lambeau. And that's just shocking to me. Like you look at yeah. you look at all the accomplishments, all the playoff wins, and it's just shocking to me that this is the first time he's ever competed in an NFC Championship game at yep. Lambeau. So I think that right there is going to have some motivation. I think he's going to pl- I think he's going to play perfect. And I think Brady's going to play great, but Rodgers is going to have that slight edge. Um I think the Packers defense is underrated. I think Alexander is going to shut down one of those guys. I would personally probably, I mean, you got to put him on Evans. You have to, but uh, I'm excited to see this. I think the Packers pull it out by 
three to seven points. I mean, it's going to be a close high-scoring game. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is eventually one of the teams is going to have to be able to keep the other, you know, the other offense off the field. And right now I feel like the team that has the best ability to do that is Green Bay keeping Tampa Bay off the field. You know, you look at what they have aerial-wise, you know, in terms of all their targets, and then you obviously look at what they have in Aaron Rodgers, but then you look at their running attack. Um, you know, they, they've got, they've got Jones, they've got Dylan, they've got Williams, uh, you know, they've got all these guys that they can rely on to get the, you know, get the ground game going. And when I think what's, what that's going to come down to is I think you're going to see one of the highest scoring conference championship games ever. But I think towards the end, I think the Packers are going to be able to grind out the clock a lot better than the Buccaneers. And that's why I think that the the Packers are going to be the ones that represent the NFC in you know the Super Bowl. I think what I think my score prediction, I think I said forty two to thirty five, um, was was kind of the prediction that I'd been kind of you know tossing around. Was you know I wanted to see you know one of those high scoring games where Rodgers and Brady, like you said, they're going to play absolutely perfect, but Rodgers wants it more. Rodgers wants to get a second yep. ring. It's been far too long, and he's gonna he's gonna have a lot more to prove with it being in his house. And there are obviously going to be people there at Lambeau. Um, a lot, you know. It's it, yep. it's it, it's going to be one of them one of them times. He's going to play with a lot more passion. Um, I mean, not that he doesn't play with passion, but play with a lot more passion than he normally does. And I think that's going to fuel the Packers to an NFC Championship. Yep, I'm excited for it, man. I this is going to be a great one. I mean, this is this is my Super Bowl, but I would like to see Rodgers Mahomes. That would be so fun. I mean, come on, like you want, you know, Mahomes is as a young Rodgers, like he reminds me of him. So I'm okay with honestly as a Packer fan, I want to see them, but I'm okay with any of the four teams. In the Super hey, Bowl. hey, State Farm wants to see uh, a Rodgers and Mahomes Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they're. <laughs> I mean, that's a payday right there. So yeah. Them commercials are going to be lit. Yep, I, I I like the I like it. I like all the teams. I I don't hate Tom. You know, there's a lot of people in Indiana that hate him. I don't have a problem with him. Um, he proved he proved that he's great. You know, a lot of people speculated that him going to Tampa was going to be like the end of his career. And it's like, man, he looks good. He hasn't looked this good in a little while. So I think he has a couple of years in him. Rogers can play for five five more years. Like he's. I, you know, I know why they drafted Jordan Love was to get him going, but, you know, I don't even, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Love never even fucking starts the game for the Well, and I, like, it wouldn't surprise I think me. the Packers, too, you know, the Packers are one of those organizations, they really know how to find somebody to win ball games when they need to find yep. somebody to be the next guy up at, you know, at quarterback. And that's kind of one thing I've always kind of admired about you know, these, these more storied franchises is they know how to get somebody at the position that's going to continuously, you know, win ball games for them, make the playoffs for them. Um, yep. You know, they've always done the, the right thing in terms of getting to where they need to be. And, you know, you look at the Steelers, you know, you look at, um, you look at the Packers, you know, you look at all these storied teams that, you know, have, um, have a lot of Super Bowls underneath their belts. Um, most of them right now are getting back in the upswing of being in the contention yep. for playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they've had their QBs 
I mean, look at the Packers. They, I mean, Favre and Rodgers in the last, what, 25 years, you know, they, they've had just two starters pretty much unless one of them gets hurt, but you know, that, that's just, you know, they know what they're doing. And, they, and what's, and what's and, always been good is they always knew, they always know how to take their, their guys that kind of like their fill-ins, like for instance, the Packers with like Kaiser and Matt Flynn, guys that kind of came in and, you know, took over when, you know, Rogers went down or, you know, Favre went down or whatever. Um, yep. And they've always, and, and, and they've, and, they and, and they've always learned how to maximize. They've uh, always learned how to maximize their profit um, off of those guys. And that's yeah, what's always yeah. been impressive with Green Bay is they've, that you don't really see Green Bay spend a lot of money on free agents, but you see them, but you see them Not make a lot of trades. You see them make a lot of moves and most of their, you know, most of their trades work out, you know, and, and that's just when, when you, when you have a franchise yep. that's run like that, it's not hard to see why the Packers have been consistently one of the most winning teams in the NFL. You know, they're very homegrown. They, they draft a lot of good players. I mean, look at Tanyan who 11 touchdowns, like how do you not make a pro bowl? So, you know, and he came out of nowhere. I like him, you know, he's from Indiana state, good player. But honestly, there's a lot of speculation that they want to go after Ertz. They tried to trade for him, but with this injury and the season, they couldn't get him. Um, and that leads me also to like, what do you think they're going to do with Aaron Jones? I mean, it's a crowded backfield, and they got like a few yeah. And the problem right is now. they're going to have you know three guys that are eventually at some point going to want to get paid. Um, you know, Dylan obviously yep. being the you know, the last of those three, because he's obviously, you know, he's, he's younger. So he's going to have to wait a little bit longer for, you know, the, the big contract, but um, you know, it's, it's a really hard situation for green Bay right now because you don't really want to see any of those guys go Aaron Rodgers, or not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Um, you know, he's, he's an impact player in and of himself. We've seen it. Um, you know, it doesn't matter when it is. The guy knows how to make big plays. It, I mean, it's almost it's almost crazy yep. sometimes yep. because he'll they'll use him as a receiver, and you forget sometimes that he is listed as a running back. Um, he's that good. He's, yeah, he'll he can get a fifty yard receiving touchdown he, and then a fifty yard rushing. He's touchdown just he's he's an game. offensive weapon, and you know, it's going to be one of those guys that I feel like Green Bay is going to be really kind of biting their nails on. Cause it's like, do we really want to let this guy go? I mean, yeah, we got Jamal, you know, Jamal Williams over there. You know, we got, you know, we got AJ Dillon over there, but it's like, yeah. He's still Aaron Jones. You got, you got to, you got to free and feed Aaron Jones. Um, rumor is they offered him a big contract and turned it down. I think he wants more money, and I don't blame him. You know, he's proved his worth in two seasons. And A.J. Dillon has looked fantastic at the end of the year. I think it's time to give him a chance, and you can throw Jamal Williams behind him as insurance uh, to kind of help him out as a mentor. You know, you let Jones go. You can't give him all that money. And then you also got to think about Devontae Adams' future. And, you know, if Jones has got to go – AJ Dillon looks fine. You know, you can bring somebody in for a year, like Mark yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I mean, like they and you know, it's like I said, you know, they they have enough youth and kind of enough kind of depth in the back that 
they can kind of afford to, you know, look at it and go next guy up. Um, you don't, you don't want to see a guy yeah, like Aaron yep. Jones go, but I mean, unfortunately that's the, that's the, that's the dirty business side of the NFL. It is. And they, you don't draft a, a running back in the second round if you're not going to play him. I mean, you know, when he went out there and rushed for, I think it was like 130 something yards or whatever, they didn't miss a beat. Like you would have never, like you would have been like, oh, they're fine. You know, that's that's Aaron Jones out there. But it was AJ Dillon who absolutely tore it up, and he's built, bro. He is built like dude, you know that. You know what that kind of reminds me of, though. I mean, you look at another guy that used to be a uh, kind of that that brick house kind of figure running back for the Packers, uh, an old name that you'll probably remember, Ryan Grant. I mean. Uh, I mean, yep. that was a guy yep. Yep. that I mean, I remember watching him play for the Packers and they were playing. I think they were playing a preseason game against the Colts. And obviously that was back when they had like Bob Sanders and all the guys for the defensive side for the Colts. And I remember one time just yep. watching Bob Sanders try to go in for like one of them patented shoulder tackles on Ryan Grant. And I mean, with all due respect to Bob. Bob was an amazing player, but I've never seen a guy bounce off somebody like a bug on a windshield like he did Ryan Grant. Man, I, I know. So I'm excited for the Packers future. They, you know, I wish they would have drafted a receiver in the first round. Jordan Love, I get it. Um, but Rodgers, man, he's killing it. And I'm just excited for the future. The Packers are going the right direction. And LaFleur, an amazing coach. I love the direction they're going. So. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait for this weekend. Uh, Tom versus versus Aaron. You know, that's you can't beat that. Yeah, that's that, prime that's, time. That's television. money right there. And uh, I mean, unless it's like I said, unless Mahomes plays, um, that AFC Championship game, in my opinion, is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know it's any given Sunday. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say it's all about locked up for the Bills, but I mean, I'm I'm not exactly thrilled about the comparison matchup between Josh Allen and Chad Henney. <laughs> I know, I know, you know, but it is what it is. You know, the Chiefs are still a really good team. They got Andy Reid, a really good coach. Um, I can see them probably running a lot and throwing short, so. Uh, Kelsey will probably get a lot of targets if Mahomes is out. I mean, even if Mahomes is there, he will, but you know what I mean? Like, eh, I think, I think it'll be a little bit better than what people think, but bills are still going to, they're going to double. I mean, it's just what's going to happen. Exciting. Very exciting. Uh, the four teams in it are great. I hope Mahomes plays, you know, if he does, oh man, we got a, we got a really good Super Bowl lined up. I agree. So, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about sports-wise? I mean, we covered it. Well, I know. Uh, I, I think you mentioned talking about the uh, the Karis the the Karis Levert situation. I I that I, I right cannot, there, yes. I can't that, believe it. I hate I hate it for that man, dude. That that's that that just, that just sucks. Like, you know, <laughs> I just think that you know, like even from like his perspective, like I it just boggles my mind. Did they, did they ever even come out and, and announce like what they found out that mass was, if it was just like fluid or. It was, I don't think it was nothing major. I know he's getting surgery, but you know what? This trade kind of saved his life. Yeah. I mean, that is scary. Um, you know, you, you don't, 
And they got they got extra second round pick too. So they got Levert, two second round picks and yeah, cash I, considerations. I was uh so the Pacers did I okay. was a little surprised that, you know, the Pacers kind of took it in stride the way they did because when you look at when you look at everything that happened, I mean, yeah, they did get, you know, a few other things out of it, but I mean, I think, you know, Levert was kind of one of the the, the big fancy pieces there. It's like, you know, th- this is a guy that you know, we could yeah. potentially build around and then, you know, especially considering that you lose Depot out of it, which I know Depot did say he wanted to leave the Pacers, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, you, you know, for him wanting to leave, it was his last year, you, the Pacers struck gold, but the Pacers have, they've had a rough time with injuries. I mean, you had Paul George, you had Oladipo, now you got Levert, you had TJ Warren, you know, you had Sabonis last year in the bubble. Now Miles Turner's out day to day with a fracture. Man, they they're such a good team, I, but they can I think never part of that too has to do with you know they didn't get a lot of rest after you know the playoffs. When you really look into when the playoffs ended yeah. and when they started the season back up, this was actually one of the shorter off seasons that they've had. Um, you know, I, I think that that can really put a lot of, you know, strain on your body. A lot of people were downplaying the bubble playoffs. Um, you know, they were I know some people uh, that I personally talked to thought that it wasn't the actual playoffs, that it was just pick up basketball and stuff like that. And and I think that's entirely untrue. Um it was you know, good. It was well, well put together. You're dealing with anything that involves the NBA playoffs and the finals. I don't think for a second that those guys are playing like it's just leisure pickup basketball. Um, you know, you have to look at it from they all want to go out there and win a ring. These guys are hungry. They wanted to start the playoffs. They wanted to go out there and prove that they were the best team. Yeah. And when you get into a situation like that where – um, personally, I think it motivated them even more and made the competition even better um, in the bubble because it, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't really yeah. the situation of, you know, fan ambience and, you know, all these kind of third party things kind of interfering with the game. Um, you know, I, I think it really made it about who's got the better team in seven games. You know, let's see what you got. Um and we saw some people come out and really turn into their own player, like Lever. I mean, he had a good season, but he took off on the bubble. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. And there's some players that are now being recognized because of the bubble. You know, they got their chance. And I like the bubble. I think they did a fantastic job with it. I know the G League just started up, and they're going to do a bubble. But, you know, that was, that was good. And other – other like NFL, MLB, they should take notes on that. You know, uh, even though the NFL did good, you know, I'm surprised we had a full season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it, the it one thing that together. I, I got to give credit to a lot of the sports leagues on this year is, um, you know, even, you know, going towards something that I really like is like, uh, you know, uh, Premier League soccer. Um, you know, all those all those leagues did a really fantastic job of, you know, setting up regulations, getting these guys out there, you know, having, you know, protocols in place. If people, you know, they're, they, they, they get traced or, you know, they get, they, they test positive or anything like that because it can, you know, it, if it's not done properly, it can derail the whole season, you know, 
and 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 and, we don't and, and that's split, why so, yeah, you know, I personally won't complain about you know how some of the hiccups have gone this year, just because it could have easily you know gone downhill and come off the rails you know in like week two, week three of the NFL. You know, it's 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 what it's a it's a very fine line to walk right now, and um, you know, hopefully in you know a year or two. Uh, we can all sit back and relax and watch fans at the game and maybe, you know, go to, a, you know, Pacer game or two here and there. And it, it, it you know, but, but you know, it, it takes time. Yep. And, you know, we just got to be grateful for what we've been given uh, with 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 the sports sports leagues this year, because it easily could have been a year without no sports. Yep. So I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, it is what it is. It's been rough. Rough year, but it's 2021, and it's starting off all right. You know, we uh, saw the new presidency stuff going on. We got this. We got the. I mean, we got the NFL games this weekend. We have the NBA going on, and you know, I, I'm a fan of it. 2021 starting off all right, um, and I hope it just continues to get better. You know, people wear your mask. You know, yep. let's beat this together. But that's what it is. So. I mean, do you have anything else? I mean, do you want to wrap this up? I know it's been about 30 minutes. Uh, we went over some good stuff. Um, we'll p- probably make another episode after the games and then and just keep talking. I mean, if you guys want to be a guest, let us know. I mean, we'll bring you on. You can talk with us. Yeah. I mean, this I is my fun. first time on here. I was, uh, I was actually, I wasn't expecting to be on, but I was glad that, uh, I was glad that you gave me the opportunity to do so. And, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, down to be back yeah, if you ever yep. want me back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we usually have a Neek. Um, that's the other guy that hosts it. He's uh, pretty busy tonight, and I know it's been about a week since we put something out. So I just want to update everybody, let you know we're going to keep doing it. Uh, we'll give you all the updates that we can. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram. And if you just want to be a guest, you want to talk anything, any topics, let us know. I mean, we're here to hang out, talk sports, and have a good time. Yep, that'll be so. it for me, man. You got anything else, Logan? All right, perfect. Well, it's great having you on. Um, we'll definitely get you back in here uh, when you get back in Indiana. We definitely have to indeed, out, man. That's about it. All right. Well, this has been Behind the Gold Podcast. This is Drew. I got Logan on. Stay safe. Stay safe out there, guys. And you guys have a good one. You have a great night. Yep. Stay safe. All right. This is Drew with Behind the Gold Podcast. Tonight's going to be a little bit different. Um, got my cousin on here, and we're going to talk a little bit more about wrestling other than football and basketball and baseball. Um, I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. Uh, hey there. Um, I am Jeremy. I'm the cousin. Uh, nice to be on the show. And I guess we're just going to be doing a little bit of free form tonight, shooting the shit a little bit. I, uh, can I say that? Yeah. Um, so I'll let you start. What do you want to talk about? Well, I guess I was just kind of thinking about it. Since this is your sports thing, to make it relevant, what about uh, well, Pat McAfee and everything that they did with him? I love it. I love it. He's he's honestly the best thing going on in WWE. It seems like they're shooing him off. I don't know if it's a work or whatever because I haven't really exactly been paying full-on attention, but it seemed like they're shooing him off the show or something. You know, they actually did that um, right after his match – they did that, and then he just kind of came back and he formed the little tag team that he's got going on. So I, I'd assume we're probably going to see him during WrestleMania weekend. I, I mean, I don't see why not. He's 
it's it's crazy that the guy is just like not a wrestler, but he's got all of that star power. So over. Like, you know, he does everything right. Yeah. People love him. You know, and he does have a talk. He's got a look. You know, like sometimes you wonder, you look at a guy like that and like, man, he, did he pick the wrong career? And I, there's actually a lot of football fans tuning in because of him. I've noticed uh, a lot more. Um, and he's just doing everything right. I like it. And I hope they don't write them off. Interesting about that all, you know, because I just kind of going back to what I was just saying about, like, you know, making the joke that he might have chose the wrong career, which is, you know, probably not. You know, he'll probably make more money in NFL anyway. But like, you know, we look at that guy Moose over there in Impact Wrestling. He's a guy that was that had an NFL contract and decided to walk away so he could do wrestling. And I think that that's nuts. Um. Yeah, it's a it's safer, honestly. I know, like wrestling, you know, does a lot to your body, but. Honestly, yeah, I would say wrestling safer. Yes. Uh, NFL is probably better money, though. Oh, yeah. NFL is great money, but, you know, you got to look out for your body, too. I don't blame Pat. You know, he had a lot of injuries to his knees, and I don't blame him. You know, I, I think he he probably loved football, similar to what Andrew Luck did, and then as time goes, you get hurt, you just fall out of love with it, and I think that's what he did. And I, he's always liked wrestling, and he's great on the mic, and he has a personality, and I think it's a great fit for him. Historically, um, if you look back on it um, with pro wrestling, the you know ex football players have always actually done really well. Yeah, you look. I mean, you what? You got the Rock. Uh, you got Goldberg. You got Brock. I mean, you got a lot of people that were previous football players that did really well. So. I, I think he he's That's just off at the top of your head. Yeah, he's good in the ring. Pat McAfee's good. He's you know he's great on the mic. He's not bad in the ring for just starting out. Chip Vader, player. Yeah. I don't know if you watched AEW this week, but um, I did. Kenny looks like a fucking star. I did. I like the route they're going with him, and then I really like the Darby Sting segments that they're doing. It seems like they're uh, they're going to split Young Bucks and, and Kenny. Yeah, I see that. I, I I like the Kenny, the Kenny, like what they're doing with him. I love the gimmick. He's he's he seemed to be running around with the Good Brothers instead of the Young Bucks right now. The Young Bucks are all pissy about that. It's cool. It's cool. Story. Yeah, I wonder what like what direction they're gonna go with it. Well, it seems like this, the the direction that I'm picking up from it so far is Don Call. It seems like they're they're already leaning into the fact that Don Call is just. Manipulating Kenny and yeah, yeah, and that, that's what I that's what I get to. I like it. I like I like the whole thing. Kenny about is it. like you know, Kenny Omega is inherently an egotistical prick, and all that Don Collis has to do is kind of feed into that. Yeah, and make him feel yep. Like, oh, you don't need anybody, Kenny, and that's kind of what they're doing. And they, the, 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 there was a really funny bit, and me and my wife both laughed about it. Um, where you know Don Collis kind of got into an argument with the Young Bucks about the Young Bucks kind of be like, you need to leave Kenny alone, kind of. You know, yeah. And then, you know, sure enough, Uncle shows up later with Kenny and he's got all this makeup on his face like he's got a black eye. And Kenny's all like, what happened to you? And, you know, he's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. You know, and, 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 and you know, as Kenny continues pressing, he's like, it's nothing. You know, you know, Kenny and Kenny, Kenny, it's it's nothing. It's like, it's just, it's just Matt and Nick. Sometimes they just get mad. And, he, and so he basically just tried to pin on him like that Matt and Nick would be. Yeah. Him. I like it. I like the direction it's going. It's in a way, it's kind of their their way to go against the Roman and, and the Paul thing. I, I I just like it. I like both ways that they're going with it, but very interesting. And I hope they keep riding it out. And I I want to see what they do with the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. I want to see what happens that way. 
No, it looks like they're putting them together next week. Yep. So I think I think they're going to get into it. Nah, I enjoy it. Young Bucks and Good Brothers together versus the Dark Order. And yeah, I, I I'm trying to figure out what the Dark, Dark Order is doing. You have to turn them babyface. They can't be healing. No. Everybody's cheering them and stuff, and they've and they've got Brody Jr. out there with them. He's over as fuck too. Yep, he is over as hell. Um, and they're trying to get Adam Page to join, which I don't see it happening. But Adam Page is is a star in the movie. He is. That's a guy we'll probably be talking about in about ten yep. years. Oh, like I mean, like and I, I didn't even I didn't even believe him at first. I thought he was just kind of a goob. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I think that that shows the testament of really good pro wrestlers. Like, when you just watch them enough, and then you like them anyway. And it's not like the Young Bucks. I couldn't stand the fucking Young Bucks for years. I still don't care for them. I, I do, really don't. But you know what? I watch their, I watch their show being the elite every Monday, and it's basically like it's all kayfabe sketch com. It's like it's kind of funny. I guess I, I call it sketch com because I think everything they do is funny. Yeah. But. Um, um, but I guess, uh, but it's all just kayfabe stuff that follows, in, you know, the characters and the storylines of stuff. And they do it every Monday, and it's about fifteen or twenty minutes long. And if you've never seen Mandy, you surely should tune in. It's fun. I've, I've checked it out. And, and, well, the cool thing is, is like you know, if people, you know, because some people say, well, you know, I'd like to see more, you know, storyline stuff and more skits, you know, like and and, the, and it's all on BTE. It's really. Good I, I like it because they're leaving AEW to what it should be is wrestling. Yeah, they're yeah they're not bloating the whole show with all that. Well, the thing is, is like, if and if WWE didn't, you know, they've got three hours on Monday, and look how big their fucking yeah is, and people still don't have time. Every they got crazy. seven hours in the week, and you see probably Everybody six matches. Well, I mean, even if there's more, dude, like like how like they've got fucking like hundreds of wrestlers, yep. and you probably only see probably twenty between those. Seven oh yeah, matches. yeah, ridiculous. And then, you know, you tune into to any other show besides NXT because, you know, NXT stands in its own universe. But you tune in SmackDown and they've got to show you what goes on on Raw. And they'll, and if you keep if you count the clock by the time the show's over, they've run up 30, 45 minutes of just showing recaps. Yeah, recaps. And then the same matches every every week. You know, like the, the ending of tonight's SmackDown was Roman versus Pierce and then... You know, KO comes out, and it's it's the same thing every week, and it, it's just dragging. It's like, how many times did we see Roman versus Baron Corbin? Yeah, yeah. Or how many, I don't know, and, and, and that's not either guy's fault. You know, that's just like, the, but, but I don't, they just, I don't, it's something about the way that they write and they book. They just book everybody in circles, and it's, and it's I, I just don't get nope. it. That's why, I just like for the most part, too, I'm just keep up the highlights and stuff because like, I'm not gonna. Watch well, hours hell yeah, you can watch 20 minutes of the highlights and you get the whole, you know, the whole show. If I already see the match. If you guys keep showing me the same match, like, maybe and they do the 50-50 looking thing, so I'm just gonna pull two names out of a hat right now and then let's use an example. Okay, so let's say you got a few with Seth Rollins and AJ Ryan. Yep. Okay, leading up to the pay per view. Okay, and what is there like three or four shows before pay per view? Yeah. You'll see Seth Rollins versus AJ for fucking four weeks in a tag match where one of them, and they'll keep, they'll give each other wins and losses back and forth, so nobody really gains any, any yep. fucking heat. And then, I, I don't know, and so the, by the time the pay-per-views come, you've already seen it, and they've already basically done it. I, don't, I, don't, I just, I wish they'd do something. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an expert. I don't work in the business, so I can't tell you what to do different, but I wish it was something. I mean, but we're, you know, we're, in a way, we're, 
giving them like their money and paying their bills because we tune in and watch and buy their merch. Like, give us something. Basically, I've kind of boycotted them at this point. I don't. I don't give them. I don't give them my clicks anymore because I'm just so disenfranchised. Yeah, I don't check it out. I, I mean, I watch AEW, but I'll watch Raw or SmackDown if nothing else is on. But like, if you know, if the Bucks are playing, I'm just gonna watch the Bucks. I'm not even gonna mess with SmackDown. I watched the first basketball game that I did in in fucking years the other day. What was it? Hold on. I think it was the Spurs versus. Jeez, who was it? Man, gosh, I can't believe how long it's been. Let me think here for a second. It was on TNT. I think it was this. I think it was the Spurs versus. Probably the Suns or some shit. They always play the the West team. But I was just watching because I was like, "Hey, basketball." I've been playing NBA Jam on the Sega Genesis, and that's been pretty dope. Well, I mean, we can get in a little bit into video game talking, too. I ain't worried, I ain't worried about it. We're just going to chat and see where it takes us. And then, let's yeah. see. Uh, what else we got going on in wrestling? Um, I mean, what do you think about the Rumble? Uh, the Rumble is like, always my favorite pay-per-view. It always has been. There's nothing cooler. Then you know a bunch of dudes all fucking up in a ring for having to throw each other out, and you know they always just even if there's not like a bunch of surprise gimmick dudes, it's just I don't know the sheer chaos of it. I always like. Yeah, who do you think's gonna win it? I'm with. Uh, I mean, the bet right now for the man is Daniel, and then for the women, I think it's Bianca Belair. I have to agree with Daniel, but I don't know. I don't. Man, been they've been pushing her hard against uh, Bailey. Bailey, they've been pushing her. Um, and then I think the other ones, you know, obviously I think we're going to see Lesnar make an appearance. He's been gone since what, like? Uh, what about? Um, did you see Nakamura in that gauntlet match a week or so ago? They finally they turned him face. Yeah, they had him run a gauntlet match and he beat like yep. three dudes or something like that before he lost. Yep. Now Nakamura, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's getting pushed uh, as a face, and they've they put him in some main event matches lately, so they just need to keep doing that. And I, and I hear that he seems like he hears because he's kind of like Randy Orton, or like he's lazy like seventy percent of the time until he gives a fuck. Yep. In the matches, and you see that with Randy, but to the point. I mean, he's he's I mean, he's able to do that now, and he puts people over. You know, I can't hate Randy. He he puts people over. Yeah, well, you know, like guys like Randy and Nakamura, they've already done everything and they've already proven yep. themselves. So they're just set collecting money. I'm with it. And I mean, I'm I'm all for it, dude. Just trying. Yeah. To money. If that's what make money, entertain, put people over. You know, that's that's what he's there for. And he's, you know, Randy's still in great shape for his age and how long he's been there. I mean, he looks fine in the ring. Well, the interesting thing about him is he used to kind of be a shithead when he was younger. And there's nothing but like oh yeah, those, those stories. Yep. Nice guy now. Yep, I remember those stories. So I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see him in the Rumble. I already know that. Um, I wonder what if Bray's gonna return. He's been gone for a while. It seems like Edge. Let me let me say about Randy Orton. There's um, there's a story back in the day about Randy Orton. Okay, it's pretty well known that he's a cigarette smoker. Actually, he might vape now, but that's besides the point. He was a cigarette smoker. And um, there's a story running around 
where he was, you know, and, you know, and kind of pulling up in the back of the show, and you know, a lot of the time, marks and like fans and stuff are kind of hanging around, hanging out around there, trying to meet the fucking wrestlers and shit. Yeah. Right? Well, Orton comes up, and this guy and he asks him for a cigarette. Right? You follow yeah. me? The guy says, "Sure, Randy." Fucking pulls out his pack of cigarettes and pulls out a cigarette to hand to Randy. Right? Randy takes the pack and leaves the dude with the cigarette. <laughs> I, I mean, he's a, had a lot of incidents with, I mean, fans and even even people backstage. I mean, I I remember all of them. Yeah, and then there's that infamous story about him supposedly always walking up and putting his junk in his hands and then sh- forcing people to shake his hands right mm-hmm. after he touches his junk. Yeah. Randy used to be a shit. I mean, I can see it. He's turned it around, and he seems pretty cool. I guess having a bunch of kids has turned it Yeah, because he's having big-time anger management or anger issues. I remember that. Do you remember, I think it's been within a year or so, that where Randy was uh, fucking, he's on the Twitch or something playing some Call of Duty or something, and then he dropped the N-bomb. That was really funny. Yeah. Most people let it go because it was, you know, because, like, uh, not that it makes a difference, and we're not going to get into that on this talk because that's, this is not a political show, but, you know, he, he, I mean, he said it with an A. I mean, like, no, I'm, I'm not excused it, but it's just funny because I, he, I mean, it almost ruined him. Just, do you remember that? I'll send you a clip. Yeah, I I do. Um, I was thinking of another time. Didn't he? Didn't he get in trouble for like? Didn't he poop in some like lady's bag? Yeah, I remember sure something like that. that. Yeah, I remember that too. So he's a, a lot of controversy. No. And he's like literally a piece of shit. He's at least turning around big so, time. You know. Have you seen the? Um, the Goldberg, uh, Drew McIntyre crap going on. I have, you know, Goldberg is the smartest wrestler in the industry. He's now. coming, getting a paycheck. And he works less than Lesnar. Yep. The only person, that, the only wrestler that works less than like both of them this past year has been Edge. He's signed for two years, and he has like I think a three match, three matches a year, and he hasn't been in since he got hurt in June. Like that motherfucker's collecting a paycheck too. Well, it's because his, his neck, like, I know he came back or whatever, but it's held together. It's yeah, he looks good, though. He looks good in the ring. I think he suffered a torn tricep or something in backlash. Yeah, dude's, the dude's held together by Dixie Cup. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The another person that's that's held together by fucking paper, or paper clips and bubblegum is Dean O'Brien, and he's been holding on pretty well, though. You want to know what? Daniel Bryan at least has the hindsight of beating the fuck out of him. Yeah, and he had the... Unfortunately, he had a change of style of wrestling. Well, like, well, the thing is, is he's changed at least twice now. He used to, you know, because, like, back in the Ring of Honor day, he used to go really oh, yeah. fucking hard. Shoot headbutts and shit. But I like Daniel Bryan. And I'm, if he wins it, I wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, we want... They want... Daniel Bryan and Roman. Yeah. It seems like I mean that that's what they want. I don't want it, man, because all it is is just an, another way for them to put Roman over. I mean, and, and Roman's cool or whatever. I'm okay with him, but like, I don't know. The one person they should be putting over when they're not is Keith Lee. Man, Vince McMahon sure flip flop. Yeah, actually sent him back down to NXT for I think a week. 
Yeah. Exactly. After all that talk about how much he liked Keith Lee. Yep. I don't think it's Keith Lee's problem. I think it's a Vince McMahon thing. He's just an old man, and all those wrestlers are his fucking action figures, and Red Dead is yeah. his fucking toy box, and he plays and he plays with them. Sometimes he gets bored with a certain action figure, and he throws it back in the box. Yep. And he looks for a new one, and I know I know that that sounds like really over grossly simplifying it, but that's what it really is. If like Vince is just kind of a weird guy. If you know yeah, very weird. I just want you know Triple H is. Well, I hope he gets it soon. Motherfucker, he catch up on state. Yes, some Kentucky type shit. Well, he was a hillbilly before he became. Yeah. They got all that money. I think that that's why he hates southerners and shit. Yeah, I don't know. Vince is a yeah very weird dude. Not a fan of it, but you know, can't hate him. He gave us what wrestling is today. I think he's just. That's sure, and sure. Yeah, I agree. I think he's got some sort of ism, though. He's is all about himself. I don't know. I just, I'm just saying, I don't. He's got some sort of ism. I don't know what kind of ism it is, but he's got an ism yep. or a tism <laughs> or a schism or some shit. Or he's, yeah. Like, like he's just a really weird, uh, idiosyncratic guy. He's very, he has, he's very set in his own ways that, and the, and they're just his own ways, and like they just like. I mean, it's his way or the highway. He's just a weird guy. Well, the thing is, is and, and the thing is, is that the the story always used to go with Vince is that he'd rather make a dime his way than a dollar somewhere else. And there's nothing. I guess there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you're wrong. I mean, you that, know, you're and wrong. That's why and you got to admit it. And he don't want to admit it. Well, then though that's Vince don't care if he's wrong. He just he'd rather yeah. Lose he'll money. just be contrarian and find a way to just flip it. Um. Doesn't matter because he's he's it's he's still gonna be there. Here's the weird thing: Do you think that WWE will thrive after he's gone, or do you think that everything really? Does I think I don't shorts? think WWE's going anywhere. I think it's ML like MLB, NBA, NFL. It's 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 here for life. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere. You think so? I mean, I, I know, guess man. after I Triple H for Shane and them, maybe, but not when Vince goes. <laughs> I just wonder if, 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 like, if any of them could, like, or what if they sell it or something? I, I mean, I can see that because it's on the stock market now. Are any spark? Like, I don't, I don't know this. So excuse my ignorance, but like, are NBA and stuff on the stock market? They can be right because that doesn't seem right. It I seems mean, like it would. It seems like I haven't seen anything interest. of that, but. But do you know, because it seems like it would be a conflict of interest because once something is in a stock market and it's publicly traded, then it has to be influenced to make sure yeah. it makes the most yes. amount of money. Do you know what I'm saying? And something with something like a legitimate sport, if it was on a stock market, it, it's, it can't be a product because then, then people yeah. can influence yeah. it to make money out of it. You know what I'm like it's not a product, so to speak, like okay. WWE is. So like – so I, so I guess that's what I wonder. Like, will 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 like people like like Vince and Shane or, or redact that? Like, like Triple H and Shane and all them. Like, will they be able to please these stock market people? Or like, how's that? Yeah, going I mean that them? that's the thing. I don't know. Because they're, they're the only one. Yes. So then, following that, what company crashes first, AEW or WWE? 
well, here's the thing is, is I don't even I don't even know if we should talk about that because how many times have we talked about like not to go off subject slightly, but impact? How many times have we talked about impact crash and impact? Yeah, and but and and they're right. good product. They great. Here's the, here's the thing though. If impact AW has to be here, right. If it that's right. His impact's done absolutely yeah. everything wrong and still lived. Impact actually I don't know if you know this, uh, Drew, but if you look at it on paper, um, impact has actually lasted longer than WCW did. Isn't that crazy? I don't feel like it, but I can see that. No, exactly. It does not feel like it. But but yeah, impact has been in business longer than WCW. That's wild. I mean, early TNA stuff was amazing, and they started what it was. Uh, what was it? Two thousand two. I think it was what two thousand two or something. Yeah, and I remember that um, we started watching that. Me and you, when we were young. Yeah, I remember watching. Had one of those um, satellites. So we were able to get everything for pay per view free because for a long time, that show you could only watch it every week by by paying like fifteen bucks or something like that, which is really expensive. Expensive. No, maybe it was cheap. Maybe it was more like seven or eight bucks, but still, to watch a wrestling show you'd have to pay eight bucks a week. And like, so thank goodness that we watched, we had it on satellite because it, like we watched all that time, and then eventually it like uh, picked up like cable television, and they had explosion and stuff like that. And yeah, and, and that's like you know thirty two forty dollars a month. It's ridiculous because they yeah, I can't I can't that. imagine actually having to pay for that. But I'm so I'm glad that we had that hacked up satellite, dude. I hope, I hope the fucking nobody's listening to shut you down for that, but whatever. That was years ago. Statue of limitation. And it started out as what? It was NWA, not total nonstop action, right? Yeah. 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 They were, they were connected in the NWA because, you know, like there's still remnants of the NWA left. And I guess then there still are because Billy Corgan yep. and Smashing Pumpkins bought them. He cares about wrestling, but he's a fucking nut job. I don't, I'm not going to talk they about anything. Because Jeff like, Jarrett's a fucking not, nut job. This is not a show. Dude, like, like, man. Like I said, this is not a political show. This is a this is a sports show, but man, let me tell. I'll tell you some stuff about Billy Corgan if this once the show goes off the air. Like, dude, he's gonna get your show shut down. (laughs) It's on Spotify. He's probably gonna listen to it. Welcome, yeah, yeah, dude. Like I said, dude, Billy Corgan is nuts. I love, I love, I love Smashing Pumpkins, and I love the NWA. But he's got some yeah. crazy personal. And then, remember the Global Force Wrestling crap that started up? That didn't. Dude, well, here, let, let's take a step further. Do you remember what Jeff Jarrett was doing during that? He, do you, have you ever seen those cash for gold commercials where they tell yeah. people to send in their gold jewelry for money? He had one of those things going while the gold commercials was going. And, and he had commercials like telling old people to send in the cash for gold and stuff. I was like, dude, I cannot fucking believe these. Like, it's, it yeah, just seems like the biggest I mean, game in the world. I don't know. Jeff Jarrett seems like a. Nah. I've never liked him. He's a carny. They're all carnies. So, yeah, I think that, you know, I think AEW will be fine. And here's the thing, you know, like, here, let's like let's talk about a couple of just really interesting, neat factoids. Okay, for the one, okay, AEW actually within the first couple months made more oh, money. Oh yeah, Drew more yeah. Than TNA ever. Their whole now that that's not even a knock on TNA. That just shows how good of a job AEW has done. 
Number two, here's the the next interesting fact. One, this one's gonna blow your mind even more, bro. Okay, do you remember when TNA? And this is they were still TNA at the time, so I can say this: when TNA tried to go ahead with Raw, and they went on Mondays. And I actually watched that episode. And here, and here's a, like this is a segue. Okay, I'm going to try to stay on track here, but you know how I get with this shit. Here, a really interesting factoid about that episode is that. Um, like, you'd flip on the one episode, and it was like the fucking 90s. You'd watch Impact, TNA, whatever, and you saw the click. You saw, like, Kevin Nash and X-Pac and, like, like fucking basically the NWO. And you saw Sting and Jeff Jarrett, and they were on TV, and I was like, this is fucking crazy. And then you flip over to Raw, and it was Brett, and, it was, and that was the week that they were doing the reunion yeah. with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So, so you'd flip to WWE, and you'd see Brett and Sean standing in the ring, and you'd flip over to fucking Impact, and you'd see the fucking NWL. And I was Man. like, what fucking year is it? But I was, I was thoroughly entertained. Anyway, the point is, that ep- that episode, right? Okay, by the way, we also know how that turned out, and Impact did not do well, right? More people watch that episode of Impact than have watched any episode of Raw this year. And that's not even a knock on Raw. That's a knock on just how much wrestling in general. Yeah, I remember what, it, it was falling for a while, a couple of years ago, and it picked back up. But yeah. Well, that, that's just it, dude. More people watch that episode of Impact Wild. Than, than watch wrestling now. And it's crazy because back then, social media wasn't even big dude, like that. I mean, it wasn't even really that. then at all. So. Well, the thing is, is back then we all laughed and said, see, Impact only did this many numbers. They didn't do nearly as good as WWE, right? But, but now we look at the numbers, and Impact did better than, than wrestling. Like I said, WWE, AEW, whoever does better, did better than wrestling does. Now. NWO, bro. That's what it's about. And like I said, but there's, that could be attributed to a couple of you know, wrestling has fallen down and it's not as popular as it once was. But two, I think it's also just television. People aren't watching television as much these days. A lot of people are cutting the cord. I cut the cord. Oh, I'm yeah. I'd rather just be there in person. And I think COVID's killed it. TV. I just, TV yeah, I just got YouTube sucks. TV. Actually paying like fucking 200 bucks for a phone and TV and internet. No, no. I, I got YouTube TV and I don't even pay for it. I mean, YouTube TV's in school. Hey, wait, I thought about renewing YouTube TV, but um, I heard that the no on there anymore. Cobra Kai's on Netflix, I think now. Isn't it? That, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Netflix picked it up. Oh man, it's so good! I, I can't wait for the next season. It always good, dude. Did, did it? Let me ask you something. Did it ever make? Did it happen to make you go back and watch? Um, it? I had Terrence do it because he never saw them, and he he got addicted to watching them. I watched. Man, two and uh, besides besides the dumb one with uh, what's her name? That was that one was. I mean, it was all right, nothing amazing, but I wouldn't go back and watch it. I don't remember none of the parts from it. I didn't. I didn't like her growing up, though. Anyway, she kind of sucked. Yeah, she seemed like the resting bitch face. So nah, but yeah, watch the new season. Fantastic. Now I think season four should be. At the it might be summer, but or I think they're working on it now.
Let's see, I'm watching um, AEW right now, Dark, and it looks like that that one chick has got a Goku outfit on. Because all wrestling, just over a bunch of cosplayers now, as Jim Cornette would say. Yeah. Jim Cornette sucks, but... So what do you... So there's been rumors going around about AJ Styles on leaving WWE for AEW. Um, I mean... He said business is business. He's going to go where it's what's best for AJ Styles, and he likes a uh, WWE or WWE. He likes everything about it. I don't think he's going to leave. I don't see him. No way, but how much it would an impact would it make if he sure if he I think it, he's going to be about the money, but yeah, I mean, he would be huge in AEW. Well, the interesting thing is, you know what people don't really realize? The AEW guys get paid well. That's what Yeah, he wants money now. I mean, that's that, and he said he's open to going back to WWE, but it's about money. You know what people don't realize? Do you know Tony yeah. Khan, the guy that, that owns AEW? Oh, yeah, they, they own the Jaguars. They own all kinds of stuff. That's right. They own, I think they own, they own like a soccer Jaguars, team or something, dude. and yeah, they got money. Do you, do you know where all that money comes from? This is what's really interesting. His dad basically owns the auto, uh, yeah, champ yep. of the auto parts industry here in the United States. They, they produce like the most amount of bumpers. Yeah, I mean, they got like money. That. They're business people. AEW's not going to fail. It'll. No, not, they, they've got plenty of Dude, have you. I don't know. Here's another thing that's been really neat. There's been a couple times now recently where they've paid, they've paid the rights to songs. Like, um, Jungle Boy's got this fucking like movie theme song. I'll, I'll, like I can't even remember the name of it, but like I heard it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I looked into it. Tony Khan That's paid awesome. the for, for like for life. And they got the Tom Waits song. They paid for a really expensive Tom Waits song for uh, the Brody Lee package. I'm not a huge Tom Waits fan, so I can't tell you the name of the song. But you know, Tom Waits yeah. is really expensive when it comes to buying the rights of his music. And I guess Tony said that he bought the rights to it in, per- in perpetuity, which means basically forever. So that that and so that's fucking expensive. Like I don't know. And that's something I think that's missing in wrestling is just like you don't have to produce everything in house. It's cool to go ahead and do it sometimes, but like there's nothing wrong with paying the money to, to get a good old song from yeah. a fucking band that everybody likes and knows. Especially with the fact that a lot of indie wrestlers already do that anyway, and then they come to, they come to something like that, and then they have to pay. I mean, the... so I think it's really cool when Tony's paying for songs like that. He got Jungle Boys, uh, some theme song he used on the indies. I mean, because, like, that just shows that he cares songs. about his his wrestlers. He does. Supposedly, he's a really good. I can see that. He's really yeah. Because he like he 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 loves wrestling. Man. So like so who's your who's your favorite who's your favorite dude right now? Who's Total WWE everywhere or what? I love higher suplex. Um everywhere. Who's your favorite dude right now? Honestly, I've I've been watching a lot of uh Walter. Man, and you know what? I, I think I, I like. Yeah, I think he's the best in WWE. Um, he's not my fa- favorite dude, but I like. Dude, for, as far as wrestling goes, he's probably my favorite to watch in WWE, simply because, like, uh, kind of to go back in time a little bit, he, his style is reminiscent 
of what made me leave leave WWE back, like when Cena's little reign of terror was going, yep. Cena was beating everybody, and everybody hated him. Like you know, when I started watching that stiff, uh, some of the stiff uh, indie wrestling of time, like the, the golden age of Ring of Honor. It sucks now, obviously, and like the Japanese stuff. Walter wrestles very yep, similar, yep. To, like Kentucky. And if you remember, I brought that up, and I said, dude, he reminds me so much of like Japanese style. Well, the thing is, is it's very specific kind of Japanese style, and then story, and you know, if to give a little history lesson, but like a lot of people think that all Japanese stiff wrestling is strong style, but but it's not strong style. No, I'm not going to go on a huge tangent about this, but strong style is is a specific style to New Japan, right? And like guys like Kobashi and Musawa and stuff like that, they didn't wrestle for New Japan. They wrestled for all Japan, and then eventually they left and formed their own company, Noah. But the style that they uh, did was called King's Road, and it's a bit different than Strong Style. And if you look at Walter, he wrestle. He doesn't wrestle Strong Style. He wrestles King's Road. It's fucking awesome. Nasty fucking head drops. Nasty suplexes. Nasty lariats. Nasty chops. Everything looks like it fucking murders you. Oh yeah, like he he can do all like I feel like he can go toe to toe with really anyone in any style. Who? You know who he kind of reminds me of? Yes, Takeshi Morishima. Used to call him Sierra. (laughs) About that either. So you, just to, to give you a bit of visual image if, to remind you of who I'm talking about. He was a big hoss motherfucker that, that, that wrestled very similarly to Walter. That's who Walter reminds me of. Vince looked at him, but he didn't like. He didn't think he was in very good shape. And it was back in the day, so he, he didn't pick him up. I do. Okay, so like, are you aware of the... I, yeah, I like, that. I like them a lot. AEW? Okay, so you, like you know that that the, the the bunnies, that's that that hot chicks, that's Allie from um, Impact, and then you know like then there's like the Blade, who's like he's like the, the young guy that's ripped. Okay, have you seen the old guy that like comes out the monocle and he's kind of heavyset yeah. and he's bald, he's got the big mustache and shit. Do you know who the fuck that is? That the, that that is the yep. fucking guitarist to a fucking. Yep, metal it was um. Listening back in high school. Uh, Andy Williams. I want to say every time I die. Yeah, dude, he fucking yeah, and he's fucking awesome, dude. Like, it, it, I somebody brought that up one time, like months and months ago, when they they first started uh, airing. They was like, "That's Andy Williams," and I was like, "Why does that name sound familiar to me?" And I looked it up. Yeah, and, like, and he's he's solid. Like, cool. he does really well. Hey, I did. I yeah, I got rid of it. Hulu, right. I need to get it back. Oh, maybe I'll have to give you my password. Well, I was going to say, um, they just put the date. I think I got all for like three free months or something, but there's nothing on there for a while. So I, I dropped it, but I might get it back. They got the David Arquette documentary on there. I heard of it. I'm going to check it out. Have you heard of it? It's it's called You Can't Kill David Arquette, and uh, they should be paying me for this. Um, it's called You Can't Kill David Arquette, and he's, um, you know, basically trying to train to be a wrestler again because he felt so bad about the WCW thing and then putting in the champion on him and his legacy of, like, everybody kind of, like, roll their eyes and hate him in wrestling because, you know, David Arquette really loved wrestling. 
and he was actually against the idea of them putting the belt on him. And he kind of got they they kind of got DDP to talk him into it. Now, Debbie, but I'm gonna have to check it out. Obviously, because I'm off tomorrow, anyways. And dollar he made it, to Owen Hart, Brian Pillman's families. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, David Arquette. Oh yeah, and here's the thing, because you know where we're from. Like, okay, we had the, the Bob Ross exhibit because he did he started did all his paintings here and stuff. Right? Do you remember? You know, you've heard about that, right? The Bob Ross exhibit that they're doing right now. Yeah. Yep. David Arquette came to town for that, and he donated some paintings and did a class because he was super into Bob Ross. And I learned that from Randy because he worked down there at the hotel still, and I used to work there a couple of years ago with him. That's a cool gig. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. I mean, my B day is in what thirty minutes, and I'm off tomorrow. Dude, I think I'd do something like podcasting because I know so much random bullshit facts, and I could just keep talking. Start doing them. I mean, I I enjoy doing it. I made this is my third episode now. And... People to fucking ask or just get me talking about something specific. Hold on, here's another thing we need to talk about. Um. <clears throat> Well, sorry about that. I'm smoking weed. (laughs) Sorry about that, viewers. Do we even have anybody listening? No, we're recording it now to go on uh, Spotify probably tomorrow. Well, um, let's see. Oh, damn, I already lost my train of thought. Um, I was about to ask you about somebody and what your opinion was on it. Okay, who do you think is uh, right now the most underutilized uh, guy? Uh, and I, I guess maybe not so much an up-and-comer, a new guy, but just somebody that you think has been there for a while and isn't being used as much as he should. Anywhere on any roster. You say most un- like underrated wrestlers? Yeah, underrated as in they've been there for a while, not somebody that's new, like not a breakthrough. Um, Cesaro, Chad Gable. God, Cesaro's the saddest story that there ever was, isn't he? Man. That motherfucker should be It's crap. I mean, he... He's so fucking legit strong. He's beast, and they don't use him. But, I mean, I he's one of them. Um, I think that's a good I mean, I th- I, Chad Gable could have been the next Kurt Angle. Shit. Yeah, stupid. Oh, you know yeah, it was dumb. Stupid. Um, Robert Rude. Man, I think Robert yep. Rude's best days are just behind him. I don't even mean to knock against him, but he's old. Yeah, I mean, he ain't getting nothing anytime soon. Um, you know what? Another one that ne- like yeah. he's talented and they never did it, and they just threw the twenty four seven on him is Akira Tozawa. Come on. What about Alistair Black? Where's he even at? And he cut a bunch of fucking goofy promos from the closet saying, come fight me. And you know, like from the closet. And then he just disappeared. Like, and then uh, that's somebody I really liked a lot too. And they didn't just didn't do anything. I don't even know where he's at now. I haven't heard or seen anything from him. And he's got everything. He's got a good look and he's got a nice move set. Yep. Yep. I bet you you Vince didn't like him because he looked satanic or some shit. Probably, probably. He's not. He's not. Bit. 
religious, but Vince just doesn't really like that look. Yeah, and he's not built like like Braun Strowman, so he he just doesn't care. Yeah, you know Vince likes his big boys. So. I ain't seen Braun Strowman in a while either. Okay, who's a breakthrough young guy that you think is really like that could be the starter tomorrow? Darby Allen. Dude, Darby is just like he's got everything that that our generation liked, you know, jackass, yep. skateboarding, that kind of stuff. I love the direction they're going with him and Sting. It is perfect. Definitely, uh, MJF. I really he's great. Um, Man, I don't even think it's fair to talk about MJF because everybody just knows how fucking good that guy. He is. reminds me of a young Jericho. I think he just reminds me of his own guy. I guess if he does remind me, he kind of reminds me of like... Gosh, I, I still can't think of comparison. Um, Mr. Like, Perfect, kind of. I like I like that comparison a little bit. I was, you want to know what, though? This isn't a knock against MJF. I guess it kind of is. He's not the best wrestler. No, but he's young and he's getting better. But man, on that mic and those promos... I'm telling you. Yeah, I hear that he never turns it off. It's like if you run into him anywhere, he's always MJF. He will not break character. For and and that's good, you know. And Seth Rollins was like that for a while when he was a first time, like when he was first to heal, he was like that. Because you know, I got that tattoo and I uh, showed it to him. I was like, "Yo, send me an autograph." He's kind of a dick to you. Yeah, he was. He was acting like a like his you know his gimmick. And I was like, "Hey, send me an autograph for." He goes, "No, you get one like congratulations." And well, I, I well, I hate to tell you this, but. Seth Rollins supposedly really is just a dick. I can see it, you know. It is what it is. He he thinks he's the shit, and he he top dog, and I mean, he's with Becky Lynch. I can't. He's got a great life. I can't blame. Yeah, kind of an asshole. He really thinks that he's the shit. His shit don't stink. I mean, look at his track record. I can see that. People on Twitter and stuff. Yep. He followed me on Twitter, though, after that, but I don't know. I tell you, some of the nicest people I'll talk to, though, uh, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, the, some of the nicer ones, uh, Kurt Angle, he's extremely nice. Like, CM Punk is kind of a dick. Everybody knows that. But I don't know. It's, it's I, I guess I'm, I kind of feel like a kindred spirit because I'm kind of an asshole, too. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely, definitely see seeing Punk being a dickhead to people in person. I tried, I tried to meet him at the show, and he fucking ran away from me. He like ran away from me. But I was kind of an ass, kind of being a little fucking mark. Uh, what about meeting uh, Shawn Michaels? That was pretty fucking cool. My mom was probably more stoked than I was because she had a boner for him. My mom was super Sean. I mean, Sean. Sean was great. When he retired, me and my mom watched that episode on the couch, like next to each other on the couch, and we both just bawled like babies because we both love Sean Michaels. He's probably my favorite. Because he's, I mean, he's great. Yeah. He's one of, literally one of the best to ever do it. He belongs on any top list ever. Because, you know, the thing is, he's just, he really could do everything. He was a great actual wrestler. He's great promo. He had a great look. Like I, I, like he can do anything. Agreed, and 
on any like in, another in, person in, that should be up here is Jericho. Yeah, agreed. The thing is, is that Sean and Jericho both those two dudes are so good. They're Yeah. So you're uh, cutting in and out. I said, I said, like, the only, can you hear me now? Yeah. I said, the only knock I got against Jericho is somebody, the other, is his body shape, dude. He's not looking in the best of shape right now. And I wouldn't say shit because he's older or whatever, right? Except for right now, I'm looking at Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn looks incredible. Um, like fucking incredible. Um, and, and number two, like look at Hulkster at the same age. Somebody showed a picture just the other day, and Hulk Hogan at the exact same age as, as uh, Jericho looked fucking ripped and shredded. Looked fucking yeah, it's fucking just ripped, dude. Like, looking, he's looking jacked, brother. Yeah, Jericho's not looking the like. I don't know what it is, and it seems like every week he too much. he's 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 built like a like a a melting candle, dude. The thing is, is from week to week. Here's the weird thing: like one week he'll look like shit, and the next week he'll look kind of okay, and then the next week he'll look like shit again. Like I said, it's awful because I'm looking at Billy Gunn right now because he always wrestles with his fucking kids on the L. Trash. just straight wrestling. All the shows, no, they're not bad, but the, the, they, for one, they look just like their fucking dad. And just two, like Billy is like 56, 57, and the dude fucking looks like he he still wins body, he still goes to bodybuilding competitions and shit like that. He's in the best shape he's ever been in, just like Edge. You know, Edge was when he came back, was in the best shape I ever seen him in. The point I'm getting at is that Jericho they don't really have an excuse because he don't he care. He don't need to. He's already the goat. I mean, like, there's nobody as versatile as Jericho. Was. No, and anyone would hire him right now. He can be a fat, lazy old bastard. Jericho's won titles in Mexico, America, and Japan. He's the goat. His resume proves it. And if anyone says otherwise, they're He's just. Up there. There's only one thing that people knock against, and I and then because people will bring the argument up that he how like, I mean like I think to be the goat you also have to to be a top draw, and Jericho's like he's he's a good draw, but I don't think he's ever been the main draw. Oh no, AEW when he first came over there, he was the reason for it, but like. Uh, I think Moxley he, took that as soon as Moxley. It was it was it was cool that he was there, but there there was tons of people that everybody else wanted to see. Yeah, but when the motherfuckers when they play his song, bro, the whole arena sings it like that. Dude, tells people, you something. You know, though, people are sick of that. I think it's dope. I love the song. I know it on acoustic guitar and shit, but like, but but if you look online, people are sick of it. Yeah, but they're the same ones probably singing it at home. Man. I don't know. When, I don't, when, I don't when know. it first started, I think he was the top draw, but I think that went away, and then it became like like Omega and Moxley. I think to an outsider, he looks like the top draw. But I don't know. Think of it this way: he's not the top draw only on based on this fact. Okay, AEW was all came out of the success of All In, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you know how that started, but basically the way that started is Cody Rhodes was off on his little tangent when he was wrestling on the indies, and he made a bet, uh, or, or like, no, a fan reached out to Dave Meltzer and says, hey, Dave, do you think that, like, that Ring of Honor 
could sell out so many people, like 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 half a million. What I don't know the fucking number. I'm not good with numbers. But he said he bet Dave Meltzer. He's like, or he asked him, he's like, hey, do you think that Ring of Honor with the Young Bucks and Cody, yada yada, do you think they could sell out this big a number? And Dave Meltzer said, absolutely not. There's no fucking way. And Cody Rhodes popped in on Twitter and says, I'll take that bet right now, Dave. Shoot to a couple months later and all in and they had they sold it out and they did it and it was the biggest it was the biggest indie show that there's ever been. And you know, there's a couple of New Japan, there's a couple guys from everywhere and all in. Right. And it, but, it, but it basically proved to the world that a non WWE show could fucking still sell out a show and people cared about wrestling that wasn't WWE. Oh yeah. So so then that's when Tony Khan got involved and they they formed AEW. But it was but you know, like Basically, you know, um, I can't even remember what point I was getting at. What were we talking about? Shit. Uh, Jericho. Oh, yeah. That's right. Thank you. Jericho had nothing to do with that show. No, but, you know, when it, when, nothing, when it was said that he was going to AEW, it was huge. Sure it was, but 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 the thing is, is like that, the Jericho was nowhere near that show and it sold fucking oh, no. like But you want to know who helped that? When uh, Punk was in town for those t- those t shirt things and stuff, dude, people thought he was coming. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, is, it sold out before that was even announced. Oh yeah, I mean, it was just it was different, and you know, people wanted my something point, different. My point is, is that Jericho is a big, big draw, but he is not the main draw. He's never been the top draw. He's not the top draw of AEW. He wasn't the top draw of WCW. He wasn't the top draw of WWE. Like that's and, no. and that's he I, ain't I'm, never I'm been it for anything. a long period of time. But I think when AEW first first I'm just started, saying that that's what a lot of people's disagreement is. If he's the, that's why he can't be the goat. I think it was when it first first started. He was a top draw, and I think it just Moxley, Moxley, like. That was huge. Um, you just—I think you—you have to—you have to be like you have to draw fucking like I don't know huge numbers to to get it to be a go. Like, I mean, Hogan, Hogan, you know, The Rock, Stone Cold, Jericho never drew numbers compared to any of those guys. No. Or even like I mean, like I even hate to bring up other territories, but like even Mexico, somebody like El, El Santo, Mystico, Jericho never drew numbers like those guys. Jericho's never drawn, drawn as big as Liar or Messiah. I think it was just, it was just one time love, in the beginning yeah. AEW, and that was it. Just because it was like, oh shit, Jericho's actually because like we didn't so think I it was going to I love Jericho. He's on the list. He's on the list, but he's not the guy. No, no. But you know, like you can call him you can call him a goat because like he's on the short yeah. list. He's a goat. He deserves it. Everything he's done, he's done great shit. He's never done something awful. Nope. Except for personal views, and we can talk about that off the show too. Yeah. So or wait, hold on. Do you give a fuck? About what? About talk about politics on the show. Are you worried about if we talk about politics and turn off some of your viewers? Um, I mean, I guess it don't matter. If they want to listen, don't fuck. Listen. Well, what I mean is, like, are you worried about if Trump voters listen no, to you? If they don't want to listen, don't listen. You know that Jericho donated fucking tons of money to Trump, right? I can see it. It's on paper that he donated 36000 Yikes! And that that does rub me a little bit wrong, and it and the thing is that that has nothing to do with wrestling. Wrestling wise, he's fantastic. He, he is a go, but that makes me like him a little bit less. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of that. 
But knowing that he, okay, dude, he donated more money than than I I I fucking like I I know that I know that like there's a lot of people that don't make that much a year. No. And he donated that to church. Like you can't find something better to donate that to. Anything, yeah, dude. Anything else, you might as well set the shit on fire. Anyway, like <laughs> because Trump's a fucking dumpster fire, and I am happy he's out of there. Yes, but Jed Chris Jericho was a hardcore Trumper. He was he was a COVID denier. He's he's uh, you know like all kinds of stuff. He thinks COVID's a hoax. He's all he's a, he's kind of a right wing nut job. Yeah, it's a shame, but he's older. It makes sense. It is. Yeah, he is older. I tried to tell that you know Jericho's a boomer. Uh, I know we're coming up on an hour. I like to keep it around that. Um, sure. So we'll we'll kind of end it with a few things. Um, Best? Did you have questions or comments? So yeah, best WWE wrestler of all time. Who do you who do you got? Like anything, anything, or... any just entertainment wrestler total package. Best WWE, the total package, best WWE wrestler of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that you could argue that it's Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, Michaels, it's a Stone Cold. Like, listen to anything. Michaels, it's Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Michael Stone Cold and uh, and Hulk are probably the top three ever. Yep. For WWE. And then you get into Taker and then like Rick. And yeah. Then the anybody Rock. else? Yep. Sure. Everybody order everybody else however the fuck you want, but it's but it's Sean uh, Austin and Hulk. Yep. And it don't even matter how shitty a Hulk can or can't wrestle. It doesn't. You know, Hulk is Hulk's done what he's done. He's he's ruined his legacy. He said shit that he shouldn't. Have, that that goes with whatever, but. Within the realm of what we're talking about, like I said, you know, the same thing with Jericho. If we we we're not talking about politics, like Jericho's a shit bag. But if we're talking about in wrestling, Jericho's the yeah, shit. Yeah, and the motherfucker gets pops right. when Hogan returns. The place erupts. That's right, and the the the, the rating always goes up a bit. Um, and there's still to this day that people that don't know what wrestling is, but they still think that thing that Hulk Hogan does. There will probably never be as big a star as Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold in the wrestling business never. ever again. Never. Nope. I think. Um, I mean, you got to put Cena in that area. Just be, I mean, just for longevity. The thing is, is I had a conversation with that about my old uh, trading card buddies actually real recently about that. And I, and we, we want, I want to put Cena in there. I really do because he's contributed so much, but here's the thing. He was on the lowest washed era. You know what I mean? Like, like see, he did contribute a lot. But here's the thing: is what moment did he have that stands up to the moments of any of those? Okay, let's say, let's even say your boy Kurt Angle. Let's use Kurt Angle for example. What moment did Cena have? Did Cena have any moment that stands up to any big no, moment that Angle no. had? And it, I just think, like it, you it, said, it was in the lowest well, era. Name, name a big, name a big Cena angle. Name a big moment. Something that was like, whoa. Name Cena's milk truck. Name Cena's. Name Cena's throw the belt off the bridge. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Every, all the greats had a moment. You can name tons of moments for Flair, for 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 Undertaker, for 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 fucking any of those guys. But you can't name one for Cena because like he didn't really do anything. He was kind of like Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund was like he was the champion in an era where there's nobody and it sucked and it was boring. Man, yeah. I mean, 
and that's nothing against that's nothing against Cena. Cena is a really great guy, and he's done so much for the. I kid think the only thing the I can was... think of that was like, oh shit, was the whole rap battle thing, which was kind of cool. But that's about it. Like, that's what you remember. Him but that's about. more of a gimmick. Yeah. That's in a moment. Okay, well, what? Okay, so the, the what rap battle would have been like the one that you could think of. The only one that I ever think of offhand is the one where he tore up Big Show. Yeah, I mean, like, remember when he? I think what did he get Big Show the, what was it the Fu or whatever. Yeah, but then I also remember Kurt Angle coming up and stealing the show and saying that the different, like, see, yeah. that's what I mean. That wasn't even Cena's moment. That was Kurt Angle's moment. Kurt Angle comes out and see. I, I think the whole what show helps Cena he's, is he's better. He he's more make outside of WWE. He does like so much. I thought, yeah, and the thing is, is you know, like he does. Like I said, there's nothing not taking away anything. No, because he, he carried does. wrestling for a he's long great. time. Carry WWE, WWE yeah. right? But like, um, yeah, and then that's what I mean. Like he, and then that's the thing. That's actually not. That's not a compliment. That's more of a detriment to see that he carried WWE when there wasn't shit on it. You know, like I said, that's why he's Bob. And it just was. I mean, it wasn't Bob his Batman. fault, unfortunately. But yeah. Sure, I'm not even blaming Cena, but that's I guess so. A lot of contributing factors like that say that he he can't be on he can't be on the WWE list. Like um, I don't know. I'm sure we can both name five guys in the top five, and none of them would be. No, Cena. no, but I think like when you you just have to put Cena in the conversation of, I guess I guess top twenty. I'd put him in the yeah. top twenty for sure. But when you think of wrestling, maybe you do think, I think, you know, you think of Cena. You do. I don't know, dude. Like, that, that's what I mean. Wrestling is at an all-time low. People don't give a fuck about wrestling like no. they used to. Do you remember how popular it used to be when we were kids, Drew? When we were kids, no matter where the fuck you went, you'd go to the fucking store. You'd go out to eat. No matter where you went, there was a wrestling yeah. shirt because it was that fucking popular. It was the most popular thing on the planet. Like, now you go, you, man, you ain't gonna see no wrestling shirt fucking nowhere. Hell Nobody no. fuck about Not even that. fucking Hot Topic no more. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna see it no. anywhere. But, so, so like, this, and that's not Cena's fault. Like I said, that's not, like, I'm not no, blaming yeah. anybody, but I'm saying, but it's, it's facts yeah, like I that. Mean, he doesn't have he that, like, that big big it moment like that you you just remember. I know what you mean, but Cena Cena is the only star that they've made though. Like really, maybe I uh, like like and that ain't even knock against Punk, but still, I guess Punk's the only one that's even close. But Cena is the only real star that they. So had. I guess era then. If you go eras, then Cena is like of this era that we just watched. But do you put him over Brock? Um. So what hurts Brock is he leaves so much, but no, I think Brock's better. Is Brock is Brock a? That's what I was gonna say. Well, the question is: Is Cena a bigger star than Brock? I think they're equal. I think they're like so. To them, okay, it's like you, Rock uh, and Stone Cold. Okay, you, like Stone Cold bigger, you, but both are great. It, okay, if if it is okay, Lauren, let me ask you this question: You walk up to random Joe on the street. Which name are they gonna? Depends. Do is it kids? Is it uh, adults? What is it? I think it's Brock because for Brock I, I think if you ask kids, they're gonna say Cena. But I think if you ask anyone of the age of fifteen and up, they'll say Brock. I don't know, man. Brock has been back on WWE for at least the past five, six, seven years. Think about it. I didn't. I know that time flies. And I think it's yeah, more of those. It's kind of like the Jordan Lebron thing, 
if you ask older people, they're going to say Jordan probably. But if you ask anyone younger, they're going to say LeBron. Like I would take Brock over Cena. Um, but I don't know if I agree with that, Drew. I I think I I think that the I think the more kids would still know. Brock. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's hard telling, but. Think about it. Brock's been more active than Cena. Yeah, but kids love Cena for some reason. They did when he was on TV. I don't know. I think. I mean, I think Brock's the bigger draw. That's that, that's what I was really wondering. And like, then, like, I mean, think about that. Like, then, so you know, just factors like that. Cena, Cena can't be on the. List. No, he's not. He's not on no like top ten list, not but. You know, when you think of WWE, I do think Cena gets he he'll get brought up. Yes, like you said, top yeah. twenty, top twenty all time, and then anything like two thousand, I think five till today. I mean, any wrestler like he just gets brought up. Like I, if you if we're talking about like WWE, because because that was your like question. the newer what what is the new era called or whatever what do they call it. PG era. So there you go. Cena's more like you talk PG era, you get brought up with Cena and all that. Yeah, man. The PG era. And like I said, who else from the PG era? Fucking Roman. Randy, Roman. Uh... Randy got the same luck that Cena did. And, you know, like the, the fact that we have the yeah. culture. Randy and, and Cena both became memes. So uh, fucking know. Batista. Or old Orange Cassidy. He's a meme, so people like him. So then let's let's okay. So we'll we'll finish with uh, give me we'll go with three of your top. So top three dream matches. What do you want to see? Any federation, any era. Did that have to be anything? Anyone you want. Top three dream matches, and we'll make it even better. Put it in different feds. So if you knew New Japan against somebody in AEW or WWE or WWF or TNA, okay, let's take let's take the top two supposedly the top two uh, five star ratings pullers of all time. Let's take um, New Japan's Kazuchika Okada versus All Japan's Mitsuharu Kawa. That's that's one right off the bat, dude. Fucking oh my god, that shit right there. Because you know those two dudes are fucking just like Okada. Like I don't know how much of Okada you've watched, but man, you would be in love with him. No, yeah, I, I like Okada. Okada. Okay, let's see. So, hmm, another one. Let's find. I don't know if it's ever been a match, but I would like to see like like a Tiger Mask versus like yeah. Ric Flair. I that think it would be cool. interesting because I mean, cool. they both, you know, they both got their share of five star matches, especially in the eighties. And here's another one. What about Great Muda? Oh, that that, that would uh, that would be crazy. I think. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. Stuff going oh man, can you imagine the like imagine like promos? Dude, and I, I, I just imagine the, the theatrics, the, the crazy theatrical kind of shit they can pull off in that. Because two spooky kind of like creepy yeah. kind of characters. What, what about you? What about it first? Do what? What, you? what about what about yourself? Um, you I mean, I'll go a little bit 
newer. Um, I would always, and it's the same, I guess, WWE, but I'm surprised we never saw Sean and The Rock. There's I mean, they just, they just, yeah, I mean, personal issues, but I mean, Sean didn't want to put him over. Sean didn't, Sean didn't like The Rock. That's right. Sean didn't like him, and Sean and didn't want to put him over. Because they could have had a good match. Um, well, it is what it is, though. Okay, let's stay modern for my last one, my third one here. Um, the match that we could have had, the match that that, that that would have happened if it wasn't for everybody fucking things up, who whoever you want to blame. We were not going to go into that because we could talk for another hour. But uh, Oh, man, that would have been great. Stone Cold wanted that as his last match. That's what he wanted. And then, then all the shit went down. Yep. And seen oh, that. man, that would have been so good. Yeah, I want to see Punk versus, and you know, think of the idea that the straight edge dude that doesn't drink versus the alcoholic, you know, redneck type of that. Could, there could yep. be really good oh stuff. man, that would have been great. Um, you want to know what I actually watched the other night? Uh, bits and pieces of it was Kenta versus Steve Williams. Holy <laughs> shit! That's yeah, a really brutal match. It makes my yeah thinking about it. Now, are you talking about the the one where it finishes with? Dr. Death um, giving him a backdrop drive. It was, um, yeah, summer. I think it was summer, summer action. Was it? I think it was that one. I mean, it was like, it was like 1993 or some shit. Yeah, I think that is basically okay. Hits him with a nasty ass backdrop driver. Kobashi kicks out, stands up. He hits him with another backdrop driver, but this time before he pins him, Kobashi stands the fuck up after getting right on the top of his fucking head and then the Dr. Death hits him with a third one and puts him down Kobashi, everybody loves Kobashi, um, I'll end on this because then here's why he's like he he is what they wanted Cena to be, he was a guy that came up and truly overcome the odds Kobashi had like a losing record for like a year or two where he was like, he had like a hundred losses and he barely, he was like he he's basically like Heath Slater yeah. became John Cena like he lost and lost and lost, and no matter what, he kept trying and trying, and every, and he'd get a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and then he met Masawa, who brought the best out of him, and then he finally started coming up and raising, bringing the potential out of him. See, and this is the beauty of Japanese wrestling. You don't even need promos to see this; you can just see it in the matches. And like, and then finally he ups his level, and he defeats Masawa, and he becomes a champion. And, and finally, Kobashi is like, like I said, he's he he goes from he goes from Heath Slater yeah. to John Cena. Like he and, and it was really cool to see, and that's and, and Kobashi just you know had a cool move. So, I mean, okay, so Kobashi or Masawa? Because <laughs> I mean, you gotta think they both have, I think that's the question, dude. Like, you, you that's that you did, you asked a lot of the old school pro wrestling, and there, I think there's only what is it, there's only four people that have over 25 star matches, and there are two of them, and then you got Okada. And um, what is the other one? Misawa, Kabashi, Okada, and what's the, I bet you the last one is is the chick Minami Toyota. Um, I guess if if no no I think it's uh, she actually has more than five stars. Is it is it? Uh, let's look it up. Kawada. Yeah, yep. Might be yep. Those, are the, those are the those are the four. Uh, Kenny Omega is actually fifth with seventeen. Here's the funny question. Here's the funny answer that you asked me: Masawa or Kobashi? And my answer was going to be Kawada. Uh, 
because Kawada just had so Man. bad. Yeah, I mean, his highest rating was a six. Uh, Okada's highest was a seven. Yeah, dude, because Okada's stuff was so good that it decided the Meltzer liked it so much that he broke yep. his five stars. Um, the latest five star match was actually Omega versus uh, Phoenix. Yep, dude, that was a really good match. Yep. Was just a couple weeks ago, and before that was Kota Bushi and Jay White. It's really cool to see Omega really bring it all out because everybody was saying for the first year, like that, that Omega wasn't nearly as good as everybody Crazy. said. But the dude was, but he's so selfless. He was busy putting other guys over and making sure other people look like stars. And the same with the Bucks. Like the, they, they all they did was lose for the first year because they were making other people look good. So like it wasn't just like the, it wasn't the Bucks and Kenny and a bunch of losers. They had to make everybody look like they could beat and be, become stars and stuff. AEW is so fucking it's it's. It's it is. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, the last WWE five star was Walter versus uh, what is it, Dra- Dragonov? Dragonov. So that was the Dragunov? last one. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. That yeah. Weird looking fucking guy, by the way. I don't know if you. I don't know if you ever got a, like a really cold look at him, like when he's like coming out on the ramp, dude. He's a yeah. weird looking yeah. cat. Russian. Mm-hmm. That was one of them NXT UK cats, wasn't he? Let's see. Um, yeah, but I mean, Masawa's leading 25 five-star matches. So I love Masawa. I love Kobashi, but I really like Kawada. Because Kawada is like, I don't know, I thought he had the perfect moveset, dude. And I, he, he kicked the shit out of people. He kneed the shit out of people. Like, And you know me, I always love the Yakuza kick. And that was a big problem yeah. Kawada's moveset. And here's the funny thing: all those guys, like that's how you can tell when some dudes like start talking about Japanese wrestling. He don't know, and, he, and you can tell when he don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He talks about strong style and New Japan and this and that, and he starts talking about like none of those dudes wrestled for New Japan ever. New Japan kind of sucked then. New Japan didn't get good until probably the past five or six, seven, yeah. something like that years. People don't realize that, so, like. Uh, New Japan only had a couple of good guys. I know, man, we're going overboard. I'm sorry. But New Japan only had a couple of guys back then, like that were good. They had like you know, they had Tiger Mask, yep. they had Chono, they had they had Liger, they had Ultimo, they had Yuji Nagata. Um, a couple guys here and there, but like they 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 really like they were they were losing. Anyway, yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, uh, you're good. Um. No, I mean, I think we pretty much touched up on everything. I guess the last thing we'll talk about, what is one guy that you want to see in a different Fed come to a different Fed? Who would it be and what federation? One guy come to a different Fed and let's – oh, man, that's a good – I mean, me, I would love to see – I think – man, um, fuck. I think – like I think I want to see um, oh, man I want to see someone that's not used correctly go to like AEW man um, I mean I, I, I can't see I don't know I think I want to see AJ with AEW for a year to see how that will go I would be really cool with that. And I thought about that, especially considering the, the rumor that you brought up earlier this year or earlier in the podcast. But 
Yeah, I would love to see him in AEW. Like yeah, Sam, that would be fun. But, but you know what? Actually, he, uh, I take that back. You know who I really like to say in W? And this is a really good pick. I yeah, I mean, or Brock. Brock and AW would be fun. I feel like Randy Orton with like doing the old school wrestling stuff with Cody and the Revival. They could get a nice little four horseman kind of stuff. I would like that. I would like that. That would be fun. Okay, I got one more question. Close out. Do you think the CM Punk has blown his chance to make an impact? I think he's blown it. I think it's to the point where no one would give a fuck. I I still think people would watch, but I don't think it's like, oh my god, CM Punk's back. I I think he blew it. No, you don't think it would make waves. You know what I think? And this is coming from me. You know, you know how big of a Punk fan that I am. Yeah, I think if he so if he returned to. What is what is AEW's next big thing? I mean, all in or all out, whatever they do. I I think it would be a big pop there because it'd be in Chicago, but that is it. If, if he would have to return in Chicago, but with COVID and no fans, I don't think no one would care. I think it would it wouldn't matter. I think he's blatantly clear. Yeah, like I, it don't matter no more. He I he ain't returning ever. He showed yep. all the fans and all he cares about is... He fans. blew it, and he fucked up on the talk show, and I just don't think no one... I don't think no one would care. I thought he was just fine on the talk show. He actually was really good on the talk show, but like, but if that's all he's going to do, it's like, it's just, I don't know, kind of a... And I, can't, I really do yeah. understand why he did what he did, but still, it was tough for us as fans. I'm, I'm a selfish fan. I oh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone did. I think... Everyone thought that was like, you know, a step in the, the right direction. I think that he felt so pressured that he did it. He didn't come back to Spider. I mean, if he came back to WWE, does that ruin, like, you know, like, what's that do for his ego? What happens? I think, I think that that's why he did the backstage thing because he couldn't, he wouldn't. It would make him, WWE. it would make him, uh, what's the word? A hypocrite and yeah, like. Here's the funny this hypocrite thing about him. I think, despite you saying that, yeah, he probably blew his shot. At the same time, I think that if he came back to W right now, he could be everything that he hate, that he hated. He can get that instant. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that. You know, and that's not a doubt in my mind. I just don't know if fans would blow up what they would have five years ago. Oh, I agree with that. Well, what I mean is, like, it's just funny about the hip, him being the hypocrite thing. Because he, the thing that he bitched about was a part-timer. Exactly. And not wrestling as much as the main roster. Because he was, he was a part-timer on the talk show. Well, but I feel like now he could come back and get it. And he would yep, be I, I agree. He He'll do it on his own time when he wants to. Like, I think it's just best if he stays away from pro wrestling. It's 2021. It, the ship sailed. Yep, we're not getting them. We might get them as a commentator maybe one day, but not not in the pro wrestling ring. 
you know, here's a closing thought. Man, I know we've said this like 10 times, but amazing. Joe as a commentator is amazing. That dude, like, but it's because he can talk so well, dude. And I've been saying this for years that. Yep, and he's Joe funny. He's funny. He, he's, uh, he gives hill tendencies, but he's all, he's just funny. I like it. He's, he's witty. He knows moves. Does he return to the ring, you think, or no? I, I, I hope they do because I think that it's it's criminal that Joe finally goes to WWE. I hope he gets in the Rumble. Remember when uh, Jerry... Because you know what? One of, one of Kobashi's five-star yeah. matches is with Samoa Joe. I hope he returns. I hope he's at least in the Rumble. I mean, they let Jerry the King Lawler be in the Rumble. Remember when they called his music and he just fucking got in the ring? Yeah, and didn't he have... Yeah, yeah. yep, he did. So no excuse. Yeah, trash. I don't care for him. Seen him. Actually, I, I don't know if that's the gender. Don't know. Um, but I'm born in the '90s, so I don't know. Sorry, I, I'm not born in the 2000s and eat die bods. I mean, he's a dude. Well, I try to respect people. Call yeah. People, but still, they suck. I'm not, that's one thing just because, just because. Okay, so tell me this. So, then this is how you know if Sonny was a normal wrestler, would Sonny be in AEW? Mm -hmm. No. I don't know. I think that he knows somebody. I think he's, yeah, but you know, like that, that's the reason Sonny's there. Well, they yeah, jobbers. true. Every every fed needs a job. And the fact that Sonny only jobs, then he, okay. he exactly they they give Sonny moments and then he jobs. He just he just he just nope. nothing that he does looks very good. Like I said, you know, like I, I will respect your pronouns. I will call you whatever pronoun you wish to be called. But I, that yeah, I, I mean, because you will, you know, we'll also tell you if you suck. Like I said, you know, same thing with Nyla Rose. Now, I, I do know what gender, you know, Nyla Rose is, is a trans woman. Bad, um, terrible. Sucks. Like, I mean, you know what? There's there's only one woman on, on TV that I think is worse than her, and that's Nia Jax. And that's not saying shit. Nia Jax hurts people. Terrible. Everybody. I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of people she about stiff her because of that, like hit her. She yep. about fucking killed Kyrie Sang. Can dude and Charlotte about kill her too though, but one like oh, No, yeah, it. I agree. Um like I, it makes me wonder is that the only reason those two have jobs? Because of yeah, I, I don't know, whatever. I don't I it's political yeah, and dude. religion and all that okay. shit I don't get into. It's nepotism, it's you know, she know you know her uh, yep. her cousin is so you know how it goes. It ain't right though. I, I, don't, I don't mind her having a job. So there, them two having like jobs there, sure. does that hold up people who's talented? You know, like. Let me fuck this question, bro. So you mean to tell me Keith Lee gets sent back down to NXT? Yeah, Keith Lee gets sent out to NXT and Nia Jax still Keith gets Lee main gets event status. Not Nia Jax. Exactly. Is that big bullshit? Big bullshit. I agree. 
Well, they gave Shiny Kiss a win. On what, Dark? That looked like shit, too. Yeah, because he never fucking went on the goddamn... On, he never went on Dynamite. No, dude, and the funny thing is, is, like, when you see him, like, I don't know, did you watch him get squashed by, what? by Kenny in two moves? He got squashed by yeah. Kenny in, like, two moves, like, about a month ago. Well, um, when Kenny ran in for the knee strike, he fucking fell way before Kenny got even close to it. No. Oh. Just shows. Because it was like he was, a, he was, like he was scared. I don't know. Him. He's yeah. just there because, like you said, he knows somebody in his gimmick, like... He's not good. Yeah, I actually think he's friends with Cody. And that whole side. Tony Cobb wants to, wants to hire as many indie wrestlers as he can because of COVID is keeping a lot of indie wrestlers yeah. not from being able to work. Because, you know, like, WWE, people on TV are fine. Impact's fine. TNA's fine. Uh, sorry. TNA, um, uh, and you know that makes sense because if you watch you'll see like random new people show up and I mean they get squashed but they're there So supposedly that's why probably why Kit Sound is there because you know Tony Khan's trying to pay all wrestling because see man that's a good thing and that's what pisses me off when I hear people like wanting to AEW to fail. You want that to be gone. You don't want yeah, it's just a WWE marks. If, if WWE is the only ta- game in town, then Vince gets to make all the rules. And, and if you and, and if you yeah, make congratulations, you get to see Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable every week. No thanks. Now I know AEW is great, and I enjoy it, and they're here to stay. Yeah, I know. But every week, and then at the they they have the match all fucking all January long, just to have them fight at Rumble, just to have them have a fucking feud until the next pay per view. Well, it's the fifty fifty booking that makes it even worse. There's four weeks, so they have to have Baron win, and then. And then she, he gave a wins, and then Baron wins, and then gave a wins. And yep. Then review, and, you know, Baron wins. Just, like you said, they, they won't put Gable over. I like, I like Gable. Over, he should have been over. So. He should have <laughs> been <laughs> Fucking so Jason Jordan. God you know what they? You know that whole angle. You know, you know what they should have done with that angle instead, and it would have been way fun, way better. But they did John Cena and fucking um, Darren. Yeah. He does. Have you seen Darren Young? He looks built like, like when everything. So Darren Young came recent. Recently came out and said a story about like when he came out to the wrestling locker room about being gay. Um. The, the the two the two very specific wrestlers came up to him and like basically told him that if anybody had shit to say that they would fuck him up, and it turned out to be CM. Punk not surprising. No, not a bit. Must be. No, I think we covered it for what eighty-five minutes. We, I mean, it was a good talk though. That, uh, I 
Oh yeah, I mean people people will check it out, and we should we can bring you back on. Uh, probably let's let's do it maybe the day of Rumble or the the night after. Sure, sure, and we'll we'll figure out a format better next time. So we'll yeah, well, I mean we just winged it, but it was good. You know, eighty five minutes of just talking, not bad. So. So definitely, so this is Drew, a Behind the Goal podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoy what you guys listen to. I have my cousin Jeremy on here. Very good talk. Definitely had fun. Love talking wrestling. I love having a, just just changing it up from basketball and football. Because, you know, that's what everyone wants to listen to. And it's just good to change it up. So I hope you had fun, Jeremy. If you have anything else you want to say, talk to him. Um, no, it's it's pretty cool. Um, thanks for being on. Sorry that I was um, I was a little bit. No, no. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, everyone, I hope you have a a good night and uh, stay safe. Mask up and let's beat COVID.